reached Valwise, and we are on episode one of today, April 18th, the last day of Mercury Gandata, which is basically just a sticky place where we have difficulty communicating with one another. We're kind of coming out of that, and we're starting to realize a little bit more clearly how we maybe haven't been seen clearly, and others maybe um, haven't been understanding us as well as we thought, and so here we are going into a new week. And today I want to share with you a song, which is the song that we listen to in our Sunday go-to meeting uh, for our closing song every Sabbath day. And I wanted to share this song with you. I was raised with the idea of Zion being very central in my life. And Zion, as I was raised to understand it, meant the pure in heart. It meant no poor among them. It meant a city of rejoicing and a city of music. So I was super psyched as a child finding out that I was part of a faith and a belief system that believed in setting up Zion, which is basically heaven on earth. It's a place of singing and dancing and peace and joy in the midst of this mortal coil. So of course I was psyched. Um, It didn't go exactly as I had planned on that path. I I really thought that I was heading down that path and, but I took a a wrong turn at at Albuquerque, as Bugs Bunny would say, and um, had to learn some things first. And so I've learned a lot of things. And the more that I've learned, the more I realized that I can't remove myself from the path of Zion. I've made covenants about it. I've thought about it. I think about it every day, almost every, Thing I buy or read is about Zion in some way or another, um, the center point in which all peoples meet. And so I have spent all the last three or four years creating a lot of um, things, creating a lot of art, creating a lot of poetry, creating a lot of songs, all of these things around this feeling of Zion. But feeling at the same time completely hopeless about Zion. So I was very conflicted inside. I was I was feeling my heart wanting this thing and my heart expressing these feelings and the creative part of myself making art about it. And then I, the other part of me was just in total despair and existential nihilism and oh, there is no Zion and oh, there is no heaven on earth and oh, nobody is really building this and oh no, it's all an illusion. Um, So this weird split personality created a lot of stuff in the last three to four years. And I've decided that I'm going to go back and see what she has been making. Because honestly, I feel very split about it. Because there's a part of me that's just like, why would I go back and see all of the stuff that she's written (laughs) for the last several years? Um, But I feel like it resonates more with with what is true for me than, um, you know, just the slog and the nihilism and the despair and the depression. And I, I need to stay in a place of creation and optimism and discovery. So I'm going to start trying to get it out and not just keep it um, in the digital files. So here you go. So, um, 
The first thing that has helped anchor me as I have gone through the hurricane the last few years um, has been the idea of determining where, uh, what my temple is, figuratively or metaphorically, because um, when you want to center yourself, you have to know what it is, where is your center? I guess that's it. Where is your center? So I had a difficult time knowing, you know, my center um, was always just what, where do you need my center to be? <laughs> you know, if it's a client or if it's a child or if it's a partner or if it's, you know, I just was really raised and, and that's not all bad to be a service minded person to say, oh, well, what do you need? But I had not established the ability to create a center for myself, um, to know what was true for me, to know even what I was, you know, let alone hand the keys over to any um, man, demon, or God. So um, I think a lot of people think, well, I don't trust myself, I trust the Lord. But they forget that who's handing the Lord the keys? And do you trust that person, you know? Who's handing, who's handing over the keys to whom? <laughs> So um, self-trust to me became a really big deal was just to say, hey, um, I need to know even what's real for me, that I got to a very fundamental point in my life. What is even true for me? Um, and I made the choice to find that out by letting go of everything at all, all <laughs> and having no truth and no ground and just letting go. I gave up and let go. And I figured that whatever you know, um, whatever was real would hold up and whatever wasn't would disappear. I wasn't about to save myself on the cords of illusion. So, um, I'm sure we'll discuss more of that later, but at the end of the day, I really just want to see things clearly. I remember being 11 years old and sitting by my bed, my ridiculously pink, um, bedspread, kneeling down and praying to the Lord and saying, I want to see things clearly. I don't want to walk through this world and be blind. I have already seen adults and people who are living according to a complete illusion in their head. It's almost like they have goggles strapped to their head and they're acting out their lives according to this delusion they've chosen, which is awesome. Like, fine, play that VR game. Like, do that. Who cares? That's great. Who cares? But I, I was very curious. What is this? What is this? Which, of course, is what my Zen teacher is always asking. What is this? That's what you ask in meditation. You're not just sitting there. You know, you follow your breath. You learn how to control your mind, obviously. You learned your, how to put your mind back on the breath, which is a discipline, just like any other muscle. But then you have to start recognizing, like, what is the question I'm asking here? What is this? Who is thinking? What is this? When I feel hurt, who is hurt? When I'm upset, who is upset? You know, beyond the stories, beyond the soap operas, beyond the conditioning, beyond what my parents said, beyond what my religion said, beyond what the school said, beyond what the TV said. Like, what is this that I'm experiencing? Like, it's a curiosity. It's, it's very basic. It's very practical. It's very self-verifiable. And that's what I've been doing for the last several years. Is just being like, I don't believe anything anyone says anymore. Everything feels like a huge lie. I need to see what's self-verifiable. Let me just look back and say, what am I experiencing? What is true for me? Beyond belief, beyond, beyond what I wish was true. What am I experiencing? You know, I hear the birds. I feel the surface of the chair. I, I feel this sensation when I'm in 
listening to music, right? You know, like real verifiable kinesthetic experience has been my focus. So as I've done that, um, it sparked just a lot of random ideas and I'm just going to publish them and people can see what they see. And if it's illuminating or helpful, great. But what I find is most helpful is just shaking things up and seeing things in different shoes. And that's what I'm here for is to collect different perspectives and to recognize how all truth can really be circumscribed into one great whole.